What is up, podcasts? Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Thursday. So we're almost done with the week. I'm really, really excited to be at the weekend, just be able to hang out and spend some time with my girlfriend and her family and be able to relax a little bit and, and be able to hang out with them. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Also, looking forward a lot to the Jordan 6 Carmines coming out. Those will be a really, really good release to go after. Really clean looking shoe, classic colorway, uh, all the good stuff that you want in a in a decent shoe. So those are coming out on Saturday. Really profitable shoe, hopefully, uh, depending on how many pairs you can get. Maybe not the most profitable, but then again, it'll probably be highly much higher profit for the amount of pairs people will be able to get or, or the higher chance you have at getting a pair. So that's, that's always a good thing to see. You're always excited to see that kind of a thing. And um, I'm excited. I hopefully can get a few pairs and, and get them flipped. So that is kind of what I'm planning on for the weekend. Just kind of some low-key stuff and then trying to pay attention to more of these low-key flip, low-key investment type of things. That's really what my focus has been for the majority of this week. And I'm, I'm learning a lot. I've been talking to one of the guys who's really, really good at, at that sort of a thing in uh, one of the groups that I'm in. He seems to really know what he's doing and he's made a lot of money on it. So those two things, when those align, it's always a good idea to pick that person's brain. And, and he's been super helpful. So I've been able to learn a decent bit just about some of these things that I never really thought about buying or investing in before. So it's been a good week overall. Today was pretty low key. We did have the Jordan 14 clot terracottas come out. So clot is a is a disgusting sounding word. I think it just sounds really weird. Um, but it's a brand, and they ended up doing another collab with Nike in uh, Jordan. This is probably in in my recent memory. This is probably about. I would say the fifth or sixth that I can remember them doing. I know that they did two Air Force Ones. They did the Jordan 1 Mid. I feel like I'm missing one more. And actually, there were three Air Force Ones. There was the black, the royal blue, and then the the pink colorway. Uh, the Jordan 1 Mid Fearless Collection. They, they did one of the mids in that. And then there was one more. Um, obviously, this, this terracotta one. And then I, I feel like there was one more that they did, and I can't remember it. It's on... It's just like somewhere that I, it was a weird one or something that I can't remember. If you can remember, just comment it because I would actually like to know what that is. Um, it would be interesting because I can't really remember what it is right now. But those came out today. Really, really profitable from a Jordan 14 standpoint. Not a, usually a very highly profitable silhouette. The last Jordan 14 that I can remember coming out was the Toros. Those did really well, but the, then again, those are a red colorway. So black, red, white colorways, those do really well. Those are Chicago colors and they end up faring really well with the sneakerhead community. So that was kind of an exception to the rule. Uh, the other ones that came out were the Jordan 14 Royals, and those were, in my opinion, kind of an ugly shoe, really nothing there. And it showed in the resale because there really wasn't that much profit to be made on them, if any. I mean, they were like the Jordan, they were similar to the Jordan 13 Starburst that came out, or the Starfishes, I mean. Um, those were those were not profitable whatsoever. I still have a few pairs, probably gonna end up sending it back and and just not any money to be made there at all. And these are, Jordan 14s usually aren't that high in demand. They weren't that iconic of a shoe, nothing really that special about them, but they have sometimes come out with decent colorways or a decent collab with a Jordan 14. And these ones were one of those. So you could make some money on them. There's, I think about $100 profit on these shoes, if not a little bit more after release. A pretty good shoe to get. If you can get them, you get them flipped, you make some decent money. 
I ended up not hitting on this release. A little bit more limited, obviously, when you have a collab with a company like or a brand like Clot, it's it's something that's going to be more limited. And we've seen this every time Nike's done a, a collab with them. The the sneaker itself has been much more limited than we ever you know had ever hoped. Uh, but that's what keeps the resale on it pretty high. So that came out today. I didn't see a whole lot of success in some of the groups that I'm in. Paid a little bit of attention to it though, so there could have been. Uh, if you did hit, make sure that you just comment below, let me know that you hit because that would be super cool. I like seeing when people that uh, either pay attention to my stuff or just anybody hits on a sneaker release. That kind of stuff's interesting and, and I just I love seeing the success. So throw it down there, let me know what size you got and everything. That kind of stuff's fun to watch and I love seeing people win at sneaker reselling. That's one of the reasons I do this. So would love to see if you got a W today. So those came out and then really not too much else happened today from a reselling perspective. I got some work done with my taxes, got actually a huge uh, burden off my chest there with some of the, the remaining work that I need to get done, finished that up. So I will have some more stuff to do, but not any of the, uh, I guess the heavy lifting left for that. It'll be more of just the, okay, I got to go make sure this is correct. This is all right. Make sure that all these uh, are, are documented and stuff like that. Make sure that I have everything in line. But I know, I know a lot more um, about everything that I needed to gather up for that and all the numbers I need to have. I know a lot more now and I've learned a lot. So, um, you know, it's just interesting going through and, and looking at some of the forms that you get as, as a reseller. Like I've never had to deal with any of these tax forms before. I did all my taxes last year and, and that was obviously like a very big learning experience. It took me a lot of time, but I didn't get 1099 or anything because I, I never had done that many sales. And now this year I definitely did enough sales to get a 1099 from eBay and PayPal. I uh, got one from each of them and it's just like, I've never seen this before. Where are all these numbers coming from? And so I've been doing my research on that, trying to figure out how they, how they report numbers, what sorts of things they incorporate to make sure that I report it properly on my own end. Uh, just a lot of information to gather there. So got a lot of that knocked out today, which I was happy about. Uh, during my lunch break and stuff, got some, I ended up picking up a couple really low key investments as well. Uh, some of the stock leads that a couple people were giving in our group looked pretty good. So I got into some of those as well. Nothing crazy. Um, I like to jump in on those and I don't offer any investing advice whatsoever, but I like to jump in and just try and learn a little bit because I think, I think learning from people that are much smarter than you in a field is always good to do. And when people give advice or say, Hey, go after this, or Hey, you should look at the stock. I mean, they're not Warren Buffett, but they are much more educated with it than I am. So I try and typically do a small investment if I can, whether that's buying a partial share or just buying a whole share if it's a cheaper stock or a couple shares if it's really cheap. Uh, just getting in on it and seeing what happens and watching it because it gets me kind of uh, a little bit like more in the mindset of somebody who invests in stocks, which is what I want to do. I want to be able to look at it, understand why it went up or down, actually pay attention to it. And, and it's sad to say, but it's very true. I usually end up doing the best with learning about something when I put money into it, especially a lot of money. So like when I got into sneaker botting and stuff, I dropped a couple grand on a bot, probably a little bit too much on the particular one that I bought. It ended up doing really well though. I mean, the, the developers for it are really, really good. They ended up putting a lot of really good modules in there, putting some really good um, updates in there and stuff. So it ended up doing really well. I mean, it was worth what I paid for it. I've, I've more than paid that off, but you know, it was something where I was like, okay, I put money into this. I'm going to freaking learn this. I don't care what it takes. And it was a lot of learning. There was a lot of money involved. There was like a lot of trying to figure stuff out, reaching out to people, trying new things, taking a lot of L's and missing on a lot of really, 
really good releases, doing stupid things that I should have picked up on. Like I should have, if I would have done this little thing here, I may have gotten uh, five pairs of shoes instead of zero, like stupid things like that, where, where I could have made a lot of money and opportunities. And, and those are all learning. Those are all learning opportunities for you. So that's kind of what I've, I've come to learn. And when you put money into something, as, as tough as it is sometimes and you want to just be that person who wants to learn and you want to be somebody who pushes yourself and, and we're all people that do that if you're reselling you're definitely somebody who's going above and beyond just your normal daily activities I mean you could just go sit down every night and not do anything you like could just like watch TV and not do anything so like you're already ahead of the curve but like trying to educate yourself and learn oftentimes I just find that the best way for me to actually put kind of my full self into something is by putting money into it I mean look at college Look how expensive college is. Like you're going to, most people, if they're fronting the bill and like their parents aren't paying for it or something, they're going to put a, and I'm not saying if your parents pay for it that you're not putting hard work in, but like if you're paying for it, it's a lot different than if somebody else is. Like you feel like you actually need to do well. And I've talked to a lot of people that have actually paid for their own college, uh, myself included being one of those people that I, that, that has paid for their college. And it's like, when you're there, you are there on a mission. And like for me, it was something where if I didn't get, the, the, if I didn't do the best I could, it was worthless because, you know, you're paying for it. You actually like you, you have a very high value on something that you pay for. And so for me, when I'm trying to learn something about reselling, oftentimes I will do a small dive into it. Sometimes a lot larger of a dive where I'll put more money into it because I feel like it's very promising. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I definitely learn a lot more about fields like that, where if I, if I actually put some sort of money down into something, I do pay a lot more attention at, at it. So that's maybe a small tip for you, not an investing tip whatsoever, uh, but if you are looking to learn about something, I mean, don't go put crazy amounts of money in, but enough that will make you keep your interest in it so that you are kind of pushed to learn about uh, what, what the current thing is. Um, you know, for a lot of you, you may not have heard of some of the things coming out recently, but I was listening to a podcast about some digital, they're called like NFTs, they're I think it stands for non-fungible token. It's basically like, it's like crypto, but for like collectible stuff. And I was listening to a podcast about it because there is a lot of money to be made in it. Um, go, if you want to like have your mind completely blown, go look up the, the term crypto punks. It was like this weird, it's literally just like a digital face of, a, it looks like something that was made on an Atari and somebody made like a thousand of them. I think originally they just, they basically like generated like a thousand of these like digital like pictures. And one sold the other day for like $100,000. So, or maybe it was more, maybe it was $750,000. I can't remember. It, it was something so absurd. I think it was $750,000. It, it was literally ridiculous. It, and literally, it's just a photo of, of a guy that looks like he was made on an Atari. Like nothing, nothing incredibly uh, complicated about it. Nothing that cool about it. Literally the dumbest thing that I've ever seen sell for $750,000. And I was listening to a guy talk about this kind of stuff and he said, you know, I have a decent amount of money in these sorts of things because I believe that they will go up in value over time, which obviously they did. The original thousand or 10,000 crypto punks that came out were like zero. I, they, they were free. But now one just sold for almost a million bucks. So why? why? Like, whatever. They're going up in value. And this guy said, I've put money into this. It's, it's obviously gained value. But when you have a lot of money in something, you're going to want to pay more attention to it. And that's driven me to become somebody that's actually fairly well in tune with the field that I'm in because I'm very, very well invested in it. And, and it rings true for me. I think it rings true for a lot of us. If you buy a course, if you, and I'm not telling you to go buy courses, but if you do pay for something, 
you're going to be very driven to learn about it unless you don't unless your money like you have a lot of money or something and it's not that meaningful to you uh if you've worked for it and, and typically a lot of us are that are resellers are working very hard to make some extra income or make another career for themselves or whatever you're doing you do put value on the money that you work for personally and when you put money into something that is out there that you don't really know about or you're trying to learn more about, you're definitely going to put your due diligence in and, and learn a lot about it. So just a small tip there. If you're trying to learn something more about it, just uh, consider finding something that is is educational or and, and don't like pay like a thousand dollars for something. I'm like I'm saying like 50 to 100 bucks, like something that unless you don't like have any money for reselling, then don't do this. But like if you're somebody who's been reselling a while, you have some money built up and you're trying to learn something about a new type of field or something, like buy some books or, or go look into some sort of paid group or something and actually learn about it because that's the sort of thing where if you put some sort of money down into something, you can oftentimes push yourself to learn a lot more because you know, you're know you actually, you have a stake in it, you have skin in the game. So that's a small thing there. Hopefully that can help you out. That's helped me out tremendously with trying to learn, helped me out tremendously with trying to read. I signed up for Scribd, which is like a online uh, like audiobook program. I read a lot more books because I'm paying 10 bucks a month for it. Like that's the simple fact. So I don't want to waste the 10 bucks a month. So I'm at least reading a book every month to like kind of get my money back. So, I mean, that's just a small thing, but that's, that's kind of how it can impact you. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that can help you learn a little bit more about reselling or whatever you're trying to learn right now and make you some more money in the long term. But with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday. If you do just want to go to the Apple Podcast app, drop me a five-star review. I would really, really appreciate that. That helps people find the podcast because that's the only way that people really do find out about the podcast. The more reviews a podcast has, Apple bumps it up in their search results. Somebody search reselling and mine pops up near the top if it has a bunch of reviews. If it doesn't have a bunch of reviews, it pops up near the bottom. So that would be super helpful for me and I would really, really appreciate that. But with that being said, I'm going to go so you guys have a great rest of your Thursday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.